chapter 16 and 16. It is so wonderful to have uh, brother and sister Loss with us again. Praise God. It, it was a, a it was about a, a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now, that they had come and they had uh, joined with us, and it's wonderful to have them back today. I saw them in my phone. I said, wait a minute, I don't know what they're doing. I know they're, they're working in the ministry. They're doing God's will, but um, I just said, I'd, I'd love to see them again. So it's wonderful to have them here with us and joining with us. He he did say that he thought that I was backsliding because I wasn't wearing a tie. Praise God. And uh, and that's all right. Praise the Lord. Uh, as you know, I have a hard time not dressing up. Uh, tie can come off easily. It's a casual Sunday. I know I'm in a suit, but, uh, you know, this is my casual. Praise God. I've played more basketball games in a suit than I have in casual clothes, believe it or not. Um, so this is just my casual dress, and uh, but you all look fantastic. Amen. You look fantastic. All right, Mark chapter 16, verse 16. He that believeth, everybody say believeth, and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. That was a big hush there. Praise God. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Praise God. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise God. Now, now, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Did, did it say, and these signs shall follow them that have a minister's license? No. These signs shall follow them who stand behind the pulpit? No. These signs shall follow them that have titles? No. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. You know, it's the same belief in verse 17 as the belief in verse 16, which calls you to get baptized? If you've got baptized, guess what? You've got enough belief to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You've got enough belief to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. You've got enough belief that if any deadly thing shall bite you or or you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. You've got enough belief for all that. How about everybody say believe? By a show of hands, how many believers do we have in the house today? Amen. Praise God. Today, I want to talk about those things today that we believe, but I also want to talk about those things that are beyond belief. Hallelujah. I want to talk about those things which are beyond belief here today. How about we say a word of prayer? I just ask him to speak to us, minister to our hearts and minds. Would you pray for me today that the Lord will be done in this sermon? Lord, I thank you, God, for this opportunity to bring your word yet again. I am your humble servant. I do not take it lightly that this congregation has allowed me to preach to them and minister to them Sunday after Sunday. I pray, Lord, that you would give me the opportunity today to preach your word. 
I pray that, Lord, you would allow us to hear it and apply it to our lives, that your word, Lord Jesus, would stir in our heart through conviction as your grace draws us closer to you. I love you, Lord Jesus, and I thank you, Lord God, for all that you're about to do in this place. Use me according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Would you shout amen? God bless you. You can be seated. This morning, we're talking about one of the most important aspects of a Christian's life, if not the most important aspect of a Christian's life. It is the foundation of all that we do in Christianity. Without it, certainly, we couldn't even call ourselves Christians. The Bible tells us it's required. Jesus tells us it is required. Belief is so important to to our walk with God. Amen? Having a belief system in God is essential if we are to take part in the blessings of God. If we want to be in the presence of God, you got to believe in Him, right? If you want to uh, have the, the Scriptures and the blessings of the Bible applied to your life, you've got to believe in those blessings. You've got to believe in Jesus. I know, praise God, that often we say, I'll believe it when I see it. But in actuality, the Bible flips it around and said, if you believe, then you will actually see it, right? Hallelujah. That's how important belief is. Belief is, it's the first steps. It's the, it's the thing that allows us to take part in this wonderful thing that we call Christianity. That word belief or believe, it comes from the Greek word pistuo. It means to think to be true, to be persuaded of, to credit or place confidence in. I mean, if we don't believe that this is the truth, then we probably shouldn't be here today, right? And of course, sometimes we struggle with our beliefs and maybe we waver back and forth and, and sometimes we struggle with what the Bible says. But all in all, I believe it is so essential today that we have a belief system in who Jesus is and what he's able to do in our lives. Amen. So this is the power of belief. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said to them, he said, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Praise God. Hallelujah. That means that there are no limitations to the person who has a faith and a belief in Jesus Christ. Do you believe that here today? There's no limitations for all things are possible. What is it that you want in your life? What is it that you desire of God? He says, all things are possible to him that believeth. Praise God. Now, it doesn't say that all things are given to him that believeth. doesn't say that the believer is going to instantly have all things. But it says that all things are possible 
to him that believeth. Meaning, again, the limitations of possibilities do not apply to the believer. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I want to take off all limitations of possibility. I want to see God do something that I've never seen before. I want to see him move in my life like he never has before. Praise God. That's the power of belief. And, of course, we know the words faith and belief. They're synonymous to each other. Meaning very similar thing. In fact, even the word faith, the Greek word is pistis, which is very similar to the Greek word pistuo, uh, which is believe. Hebrews 11 and 6, it tells us how important faith is. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. We can't be wavering back and forth and think that God's going to be pleased with that. Hallelujah. We've got to jump on the boat or get off, right? Hallelujah. He says, don't be wavering. Don't have a double mind about you. Jump on and decide, I've got a faith in Jesus Christ. Because without that faith and that belief, it's impossible to please him, right? Praise God. You know, it's like, it's like uh, that boyfriend or that girlfriend you had when you were younger. He said, oh, I think I want to be with you. Hallelujah. And they're just constantly on their toes. Uh, do they want to be with me? Do they not want to be with me? Are we together? Are we not together? That uncertainty. That's what it's like when we are double-minded, when we're walking back and forth. Do I believe? Do I not believe? The Bible says to grab a hold of something and run with it. Let me tell you something. If you'll have faith in God, you will not be disappointed. If you put your trust in the Lord, he will show up for you every time. If you put your belief in Jesus then nothing shall be impossible for you. I'm talking about the power today of belief and faith. Praise God. The scriptures, though, continue. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. This is a foundational faith system. I got to believe that he is. I must believe that there is a God. Right. There is a God, and that he is a rewarder, meaning i got to believe he's active. He's not just some distant God off in the, in, the, in the sky that doesn't care about what happens to me. That means he's active in the earth. He's working in the earth. And then he says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That means that not only is God real, I have to believe that God is real, I must also believe that God is active, and I must believe that God responds. Let me tell you, that third level of faith is important. Hallelujah, because yes, it's good to believe that God is. It's also good to believe that God is in control over the earth. But man, if you could get a faith that says, if I pray, God's going to bring it to pass. If I seek after him, God's going to reward me. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. This is a whole new level of faith to believe that he will respond to me. Praise God. Oh, how about we rejoice in the Lord for a moment? I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord God. So I must believe that he is. If I'm to please him, this is God. it's not pleasing to God for him to be some idol on a shelf. 
He didn't ever want to be some idol on the shelf. It's not pleasing to God that he'd be a God on a shelf either. Where we just put him up in the heavens and say, okay, there's him and here's me. There's disconnect. There's no way for me to do anything. No, he says, listen, I'm not just a God in the distance. I'm a God that's a rewarder. I'm a God that's active in your life. I'm a God that can make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm a God that can heal the sick. I'm a God that can raise, oh, I feel like faith is in the house. I'm a God who can raise the dead. I can, I'm the God who can change your life. I'm the God who can can break your chains. I'm the God who can give you the strength to say no. Oh, oh, praise God. Praise the Lord. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Praise God. That means if I operate in my faith and I take time to search him out, then he will respond to me. The blue letter Bible nap on my phone. It gives a definition of faith, two essential faith definitions. The first is this, that conviction, the conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things. The conviction that he is a provider and a bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. The second definition is this, and a strong and welcome conviction or belief that Jesus is the Messiah through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. I dare to say today, it's not enough even just to believe that there's a God in heaven, nor to believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But we must have a faith and a belief in Jesus Christ, the man who died on the cross for your and my sins. Praise God. Hallelujah. For if we call on the name of Jesus through faith, we know we shall be saved, as the scripture says. This tells me that I cannot just believe in God, a distant God. I've got to have a belief that God robed himself in flesh, dwelt among us, and he died on the cross so that you and I can be saved. These are foundational belief systems. Hallelujah. That he died on the cross so you and I could be saved. And in three days later he rose from the grave giving us an example that we too should walk in newness of life anybody believe in Jesus anybody believe that Jesus died for you anybody believe that Jesus rose again on the third day praise God hallelujah these are foundational belief systems that every Christian must have God is real He's a rewarder of them that diligence seek him. He robed himself in flesh. He dwelt among us as a man. He died on the cross, and he rose again on the third day. That's why the Bible says that you can't just believe in God. you got to believe in the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I got to believe that Jesus died. And I got to believe that he was buried. And I got to believe he rose again on the third day. Praise God. Belief in the gospel. Praise the Lord. And you know what? Today, maybe there are some. I I know I'm kind of appeasing the church crowd right now. But perhaps there are some today who 
you have a hard time believing it. Maybe you're struggling in your faith. You're struggling to believe that God is active in your life. You're struggling to believe that, that Jesus died on the cross for you. Well, well, let me inform you, and I don't mean to be rude or nasty or anything like that, but if we believe in him or we don't believe in him, let me just assure you, God is absolutely beyond belief. Hallelujah. No matter what level of faith you're at, if you're down here and you're struggling to even believe he's God, yeah, he's beyond belief. Even if you're up here and you believe in Jesus, you believe he died on the cross, you believe all the, the gospel, let me tell you, he's still beyond belief. Your faith will never match how good God is. Whatever level you're at, there's still more to go because it's not enough. His greatness cannot be compared. Go ahead, Psalms 145 and 3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. So whether or not you're here, here, or here, you're still got a God who's beyond belief. It's impossible to truly understand how good, how awesome, how amazing my God is because his greatness is unsearchable. Ephesians chapter 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able. Everybody say able. Sounds a lot like nothing shall be impossible to him that believeth, right? Or all things shall be possible. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. What's that next word? Above. Exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. That tells me I can't pray big enough prayers. Oh, hallelujah. I can't pray big enough prayers. I can't even conceive truly how great God is and all the things that he's got for me. Let me tell you, it's beyond belief. It's beyond conception. I can't even if I sit down and I try to meditate the greatest plan of God for my life, you couldn't even do it because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh than us. Your dreams are too small. That's what that means. Your dreams are too small. Your belief is too small. Oh, I tell you, let's rise up in our faith. Let's take a hold of belief. Let's grow in God and let our faith rise here today. For Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, it tells us, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith to faith. This implies to me that, that yes, there's a certain level of faith that we can come to, but, but we can continually grow in that level of faith. 
Hallelujah. I don't know about you today, but I want to grow in the level of faith that I've got in the Lord. Hallelujah. If I, if my starting point is I'm just believing that God is, I hope that I can grow to a point where I believe he's a God who is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And, and maybe if that's your point, maybe God can help you to get your faith up to where you believe that God came to the earth, died on the cross, and rose again three days later. And even beyond that, maybe you can believe that these signs shall follow them that believe they shall cast out devils they shall heal the sick they shall raise the dead come on what level of faith are you at it's time to go beyond it's time to go beyond it's time to move forward it's time to establish yourself in the faith and go from faith to faith hallelujah oh praise God praise God hallelujah hallelujah see and and one of the issues in many faith circles today is that belief is actually given in a different light. It isn't something that you grow in or you, you use it as a foundation for something else. It is often given as a finish line. Oh, just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and you shall be saved. It's a finish line. Can I tell you, belief is never meant to be a finish line. There was never ever meant to be a conclusion to that faith. Well, I'm, I believe, so I'm set. That's not what the Scripture suggests. It's not I, just, I believe. I got a general belief in God, so don't worry about it. I'm, I'm good. I'm not knocking that because we just talked about the power of belief, right? But belief is not the finish line. Belief is the starting line. Hallelujah. You start your walk with God when you come to a belief in who God is. It's where you begin your journey. Oh, hallelujah. But don't stop at belief. Let belief go beyond. Go beyond belief. Step beyond just a belief system and let your faith turn into action. Amen. Come on now. Hallelujah. Praise God, because we can sit around all day long and say, oh, I believe. But are you acting upon it? I believe. But are you doing what you claim to believe? James chapter 2, verse 19 says, thou believest that there is one God. That's a foundational belief. One God, that there is a God in heaven. He says, you do well. I'm not here to knock anybody belief. That is amazing. That is the very premise of everything. We got to have belief. He says, but look, the devils also believe. If belief is the ending, if belief is the finish line, then you're just coming as far as the devils have come. Because the devils also believe absolutely everything we just talked about. The devils also believe that there is a God in heaven. They wanted to usurp that authority. 
The devils also believe that God is active in our lives. That's why he tries to pull us out of church. The devils also believe that Jesus came to the earth, that God manifested himself in the flesh and came to the earth. That's why the Bible says if he had known who Jesus was, he would not have killed him. Oh, but he got a rude awakening when Jesus came walking into hell and stole the keys from hell, death and the grave, and walked right out. They realized then, oh yeah, Jesus, he's much more than he seemed. So he says, you believe, that's awesome. But the devils also believe. You want to be more than a devil, (laughs) then you got to go beyond just a general belief in Jesus Christ. Verse 20, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. I believe absolutely in having a belief system is so essential and important, but our faith system must turn in to works. I must act upon what I believe Scripture says. And if we have one example, the, the James gives the example of Abraham. Verse 21, was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar, seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? You understand what he's saying here? He's saying that you can believe, but your belief alone, it doesn't do anything. In order for belief to be perfected, I got to apply works. That means I have to act upon my faith system. Come on, somebody needs to activate your faith system in this place here today. It's time to activate your faith system and say, I'm going to do more than just have a general belief. I'm going to work. I'm going to perfect my faith. And I'm going to do something with what I believe in. Hallelujah. So let's, let's give an illustration here today. Belief is so essential. I told you, I believe it's the foundation of everything we do. It's the foundation of absolutely everything. That's why the scripture says, anything is possible to him that believeth. That's why the scripture says, he that believeth on him shall be saved. Doesn't say he is saved. Says he shall be saved. Because that belief is a foundation for absolutely everything. But there's more than just belief. We got to go beyond just building a foundation of belief. We have to act upon it. And we have to actually build upon the foundation of our belief. We got to build because that belief is strong. That belief is sure. Hallelujah. And if you build off a belief, you're absolutely not going to regret it. But you can't just leave it at belief. You got to build up and create in yourself a man of God and a woman of God. So what do I mean here today? How, how can I go beyond belief? Let's not just go in the, the you know, uh, the outward skirts. Let's not just make this a implication, but let's get detailed. First of all, let's go back to verse 23, James 2 and 23. 
says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. He did believe God, but that belief was a foundation to which he was willing to sacrifice Isaac, right? But without that, his faith was incomplete. It was just a lot of land. And because he was willing to act upon his faith, it says it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by faith, by works, a man is justified and not by faith only. Romans 1.17, we already read it. It says, for therein the, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Same thing is said in verse 23 of Abraham. It was imputed unto him for righteousness. He was called the friend of God because of his faith. So what is beyond belief? Mark 16 and 16. For he that believeth, everybody say believeth. And is baptized, shall be saved. First we have belief, then we have beyond belief. My belief has taken an active role in my life, and now I'm going to act upon my belief by being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I read one commentary. He said, but baptism is not essential for salvation because the next part excludes it. Well, yes, the next part excludes it because are you going to get baptized if you don't believe? (laughs) You're not going to build a house on no foundation. He says, if you pull out belief, you don't even need to mention baptism because that's beyond belief. If I don't believe, I'm not going to get baptized. Therefore, you shall be damned. Uh, Hallelujah. But it doesn't say that salvation isn't dependent upon baptism. Baptism doth now save us, 1 Peter says. Uh, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. That tells me I can't just have a foundation of belief. I got to go beyond belief uh, if I hope to be saved uh, and make it to heaven. Let me tell you today, if you've not been baptized, I want to encourage you, let your belief grow and go beyond and take that active step to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 16 and 30, Peter, I'm sorry, Paul and Silas were in the jail cell. God had just released them because of their worship. All the chains were broken. All the doors swung open. The jailer was about to kill himself because his job was just demolished. (laughs) And they may have killed him if they found out that all the prisoners escaped. But Paul stopped them from killing himself and began to preach to them. The the jailer said in Acts 16.30, and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Look at this, verse 31. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Some people say, well, see, I don't need to be baptized. It says just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is the foundation of absolutely everything. But there is an assumption in Scripture 
That if I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, then I'm also going to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get baptized in the name of Jesus. Is that okay today? Verse 32. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Verse 33. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and the jailer and all of his house was baptized straight away. Why is it such a big deal? You already have belief. Hallelujah says he was baptized straight away. He says, because I have belief, and because I have belief, I am going to get baptized. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Rejoice in the Lord. If I have belief, my belief should turn into baptism, because that's the next step. And if I pull out belief, I'm not going to be baptized. Oh, but if I believe, it should lead me to baptism. Hallelujah. And it should lead me also, if you could, I don't have this in my notes. Go ahead and put up Acts chapter 2, verse 37, 38, and 39. Hallelujah. Praise God. Acts chapter 2, verse 37 through 39. Now, very similar to the jailer, Peter had been preaching to this group of people who were outside the upper room. Said, now when they heard this, he preached to them about Jesus. They were pricked in their heart and said to Peter, very similar to what the jailer said. Said, men and brethren, what shall we do? The jailer specifically said, what must I do to be saved? Verse 38, then Peter said unto them, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. If I believe, I've got a foundation of belief built upon that beyond my belief. I must obey Acts 2.38. I must repent. And I must be baptized, every one of you. I'm part of that. We're part of that. Every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. The Bible says, calling upon him as he washes away our sins. Well, is it about salvation or not? How about we just remove that and let's just say, I believe in Jesus If I believe in Jesus, why not get baptized in his name? Why not take on the name of Jesus Christ through baptism? Why not go down in a watery grave? Why not commit myself if the Bible says it? Why not get baptized? Oh, man, I want to jump in the water myself. Let's do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You're not just going to be baptized. You act and you do your part. Now God's going to do his part. He's going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, uh, hallelujah. Didn't I receive the gift of the Holy Ghost when I believed? Let's go to Acts chapter 19 and 1, and I'm almost finished. Acts chapter 19 and 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came 
to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. These are the disciples of John the Baptist. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? Well, I've been told that when I believe, I automatically have the Holy Ghost. According to Paul, these are two separate occasions. Receiving the Holy Ghost and believing. Again, this isn't taken away from belief, right? Belief is essential. Without belief, you pull the rug on all of this. But he says, since you built the foundation of a foundational belief system, have you built upon that? And has God filled you with his wonderful spirit and Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance? They said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? They said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. Verse 5, these are believers. These are people who believed for many years. They followed John the Baptist. They were avid disciples. I'm not claiming anybody here today is not an avid disciple, but they were avid disciples. But God says, it's time to go beyond belief. Hallelujah. When they heard this, verse 5, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because even though they were strong disciples of John the Baptist before, now they were allowing their belief to take shape and to grow, and they got baptized in the name of Jesus. And look, verse 6. And when they heard this, oh, I'm sorry, verse 6, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with other tongues, and they prophesied. They received that wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. Mark 16 and verse 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. If I may change it a little bit and say these signs shall follow belief. These signs shall follow belief. If I've got a belief, then I can go beyond that. Hallelujah. I can go past belief and act upon my belief. And I'm going to see the Lord cast out demons. I'm going to speak with new tongues. Take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. I'm talking to people today who are strong in your belief. And I'm saying, let's go beyond it. Let's take a step further. Let's exercise our faith. Because faith is the evidence of the unseen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of the unseen. Meaning, hallelujah, if I just sit around and hope for it, my faith is incomplete. But if I step in action and I do as God is calling me to do. Hallelujah. Then it becomes complete. How about we stand to our feet? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
My wife warns our children that when it comes to daddy, they need to be very literal. Of course, I play with them and mess around. Say something like, Daddy, you you think you can go get me some water? Say, yeah, I think I can. Yeah, sure, I think so. And then I just sit there. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think I can. I believe that I have the strength to get up, walk into the kitchen, get him a glass of water, bring it back to him. I think so. Of course, that would only frustrate them, right? Aggravate them a little bit. What good are fathers if not to aggravate their children a little bit? Daddy, I just mean, can you go get me a cup of water? Yeah, I can. Daddy, can you please, right now, (laughs) go get me a cup of water? Oh, sure. And then I'd go and get it for him. But sometimes we play these games with God. If you believe, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Oh, I believe. Yep, I believe. I believe. You know, I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to do anything. I believe. He says, no, no, you don't understand. Belief, all these things come with it. Baptism comes with it. Receiving my spirit comes with it. These signs follow them that believe. They're all included. Hallelujah. I want to invite somebody today to be a little bit more literal. Say, you know what? I don't want to just have a general belief that God is, but never face the question as to whether or not I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in my belief. I want to present it to you and say, are you acting upon what you believe in? If so, have you been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? If so, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? These are, these are questions asked in Scripture. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Are you attending church? Are you committing your life to God? Are you reading, studying Scripture? I'm not here to just try to convict people or push people down. I'm here to say, hallelujah, that God's got so much for you. If you could throw up my that that last slide there, hallelujah, my, my last slide, Beyond Belief, hallelujah, the title slide. I'm here to tell you there's so much beyond that mountain, that hurdle of belief that you've got yet to discover. There's so much beyond just a general belief system. God's got a great relationship for you. God's got freedom in his presence. God's got signs and wonders, healings and miracles, ministry, purpose, callings. I'm telling you, there's so much on the horizon. There's so much beyond just belief. Hallelujah. There's so much beyond. If I could just give you a visual today of all that is beyond that you have yet to experience.
in Christ. And I would love to invite you today down to this altar. It's Friends Day, so here's what I would like to do. I would like to invite everybody, because I don't want any of our friends to feel left out, to feel embarrassed coming down, or even embarrassed staying back. I would love everybody to come and find a place in this altar, even just to speak to the Lord for a moment, and to say to Him, God, I believe 